0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. This is a personal show for me. Uh, this is a situation, my mother passed away recently and, and I, I come from a very big Italian family. And so I've, I've went to this grave site many, many times. I don't know how many Espositos are buried in this one site, but I mean, probably 20 or 25. And I've been to a lot of the funerals there. And as I stood there, it ingrained in me, grief. Because every time I've been there, it's never been a pleasant situation, of course. It's always been a very unpleasant, sad time because one of my family members passed away. And my mother's family is very close in the same cemetery. So I went and visited my grandmother and grandfather on my mother's side. And so I've been watching social media lately, and there's a lot of grief going on. And I've been watching the news, and they said that people are over it. I just saw a study today that said 80% of Americans say, listen, let's just move on with our lives and live with this. Because what we're doing, it's it, it has it's had its cycle, and things are getting better when it comes to diseases. And the world wants to get on with its life. And I'm seeing so much grief and death, and I'm not blaming it on anything. Please understand that. But it just seems like there's an awful lot out there. I mean, I was a big Meatloaf fan, and when Meatloaf passed away, I got choked up. Meatloaf was, a, you know, part of the— uh, the story of my life, you know, and the the Moody Blues have a song called The Story in Your Eyes. And part of the story in my eyes, because I remember high school, sitting in my van, my custom van with the mag wheels and the fur interior and the sunset on the side and the captain's chairs outside of my football stadium weighing 210 pounds and just blaring my meatloaf 8-track and, you know, banging my head back and forth, getting pumped up for the football games. And so I'm seeing so much grief in society today. And very few people are talking about, what does it do? It makes you feel sad, but it has such an a, a impact on your health. And so if we're going through grief, whether it's death of a loved one, maybe the end of a relationship, maybe it's moving, maybe it's a job situation that's happening, a family situation that's happening, I want you to understand that grief is a lot more than just, I'm sad. It has what's called a physiological effect on the body. And I want you to be aware of this because we're all gonna go through grief. No matter who you are, we're gonna go through periods of grief in our life and then what to do about it. So one of the things that happens, of course, it can affect your sleep. You may have trouble going to sleep. You might have to wake up more often at night. You might not sleep as much. So good sleeping habits are important. Now, if you go to our website, drjoe.com, regardless of what the cause of your sleep issues are, I, we did a show on on grief, and you could just type the word sleep in the search bar, and I'm starting out on grief, on sleep, and type the word sleep in the search bar, listen to the show we did on sleep, and a lot of good information on there. Now, one of the things that happens as we get older, especially as men, is we have to pee more. We wake up and we pee, and we don't think about it with kids. I mean, if you remember, when you were a teenager, you could probably sleep 12 hours wake up and just pee like gallons and gallons and gallons and then go out your day. Well, as we get older, it doesn't work that way. Our muscles get weaker, our bladder gets weaker, the prostate swells, can put pressure on the bladder. And so we have to get up and pee more. So one of the tricks that I recommend, if that's a problem for you, is stop drinking a lot of fluids around three o'clock in the afternoon. So don't go out to dinner and have wine. I'm always amazed when I see people my age and older out there drinking wine and beer and scotch. And I'm thinking, you're gonna be peeing all night. And you shouldn't be drinking anyway. But temperature is important. 68 to 72 degrees is the perfect temperature. Some people sleep better with socks. Some people sleep better without. Some people sleep better without clothes. Some people start with. Find out what works best for you. Darkness is going to be the key for everyone though. If you can't have blackout blinds in your house or you're going to sleep certainly when it's dark, uh, you can get a, a mask. You can get them five bucks at the drugstore and that should work tremendously for you. So sleep is really important when it comes to grief. And now there may come times where you can't get out of bed. You know, there's a 10,000 Maniacs song called Like the Weather. And it talks about being in such a state of grief that you, it, you just can't get out of bed. Lately, this four-poster bed is where I never leave is one of the lines from the song. And that's a song about grief. And, and so it's important that you do rest, get the body to heal. But it's also important then that after a couple of days, actually, you start having activity. Get out, walk around, socialize. I know you may not be in the mood to socialize, but find that trusted family or friend, uh, family member or friend that you can just go and sit with. My mother gave me great advice, I remember. Uh, I was talking about being with a child, a small child. And I said, I don't know what to do with a small child. And my mother said, just be, and I didn't get it. I didn't understand what she meant, just be. But as time went on, I got it. You don't have to do anything. A good friend, a family member, just be there. And if you're doing something and they're doing something or you're watching TV or whatever it is, just being there is important. So dealing with grief is something that's important and finding somebody to just be. And you can tell them, listen, don't even talk to me. Just sit here. And they'll get it. And they'll understand. Fatigue goes along with that if we're grieving. And getting your strength up, one of the things is we want to make sure we're eating. But we're not eating what people usually bring you you ever been after a funeral, especially after Italian or Jewish funeral, they'll bring you junk food, cheeses and meats and uh, alcohol maybe and cookies. Don't eat that. Your immune system is so compromised when you're in a state of grief. And we're going to talk about something called dying of something called a broken heart. It really exists. And your immune system is so compromised that if you're eating those junk foods, the the breads and the cookies and the donuts and the pastas, all things we've talked about so many times in the past, you're going to make it substantially worse. It's bad enough when you're not in a state of grief. When you're in a state of grief, it's much worse. So fatigue is a big thing. Go for a short walk, get out of the house, stand in your driveway if you have to, just to get some fresh air. Uh, find a trusted friend that you can talk to or not talk to and say, listen, man, I need you over here now. And it, don't have to do anything. Sit here and watch stupid cartoons with me if that's what it takes but that fatigue is a big issue and getting out and moving is gonna be very helpful to get the body functioning again. And again, this, does, this grief can be from anything. It could be from death of a loved one. It could be from being locked up in a house for two years. It could be from losing your job. It could be from breaking up a relationship. So grief is across the board. There can be a lot of different causes, but this is how we wanna deal with it. We talked about the immune system. Folks, no matter what, you wanna keep your immune system as strong as possible, as healthy as possible, I should say. As healthy as possible and so things you can do real simple is cut out the seven deadly sins alcohol meat sugar dairy coffee soda and artificial sweetener under sugar we add breads cookies cakes donuts pastas all the traditional comfort foods are traditionally terribly bad for you so stay away from those comfort foods get them out of the house if i'm in a state of grief and there's potato chips sitting in my pantry i'm vegan I don't eat animal products, potato chips are vegan. Oh hell, I'm just gonna eat these. Not a good choice. Get them out of the house. On more than one occasion, I've had bad food in my house that somebody brought over or gave me or something like that, and I've thrown it out my window. I have a stream in my backyard, I've thrown it into the stream. Because if it's in the house, even in the trash, you still may say, you know what, I'm gonna go get those potato chips. I could really go for something to make me feel better right now. That's the worst time to be doing those comfort foods. For the immune system, we've done a show on immunity, go to our website, drjoe.com, type the word immunity in the, in the search bar, listen to the show we did on immunity. It's basically, that's in a nutshell. Supplement-wise, minimum supplements, everybody should be taking every day, is an essential source. There's very few caveats on why you shouldn't take those. Vitamin D is key to the immune system. I had to pick one supplement for immunity, it would be vitamin D. Make sure your vitamin D is vitamin D3, and make sure it's vitamin K2 with it. K2, vitamin D does the immune system things, but it also helps you absorb calcium. So vitamin D can have you absorb calcium. Vitamin K2 drives the calcium into the bones. Otherwise, you can build up calcium in your blood vessels, your muscles. Not a good idea. You need that vitamin K2, vital for D3 function. So D3 is vital for the immune system. Glutathione Another key for the immune system, I can't imagine why the whole world is not given glutathione on a daily basis. I mean, if it were me, I'd fortify our foods with D3, not D2, and glutathione. And glutathione is so important for the liver, for the uh, immune system function, uh, for, for good, health, uh, good gut bacteria. So drjoe.com, all those supplements, by the way, are on our website, drjoe.com. Uh, you can order them. We'll ship them to you or you can come pick them up. We have offices in, in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We, and if you wanna be a patient, we'd love to be your doctors. The three things you have to have for health is a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. There's other things, but that's the base of a healthy new health protocol, of a good health protocol. So drjoe.com, if you want to make an appointment, uh, you can call us. You can book it right online. We accept almost all insurances. If you're a member of the VA, if the VA refers you to our office, they pay for your treatment. So there's plenty of ways to come see us. And even as a cash patient, chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment there is for pain, for back pain. And it incorporates so much other, so many other things aside from just back pain. It gets the nervous system working more efficiently, the immune system, the digestive system, because everything is controlled by nerves. So if you're ready to get well, and you're real serious, drjoe.com, we'd love to have you as a patient. Normally the first visit is $720, we've reduced that to 375. Exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays, complete nutrition evaluation, uh, six doctors you have on my staff that can work with you together to get you the best care that we feel you can get. I think my doctors, in my opinion is the best in the world. And they're my doctors, otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire them. If I don't trust them taking care of me, they ain't taking care of you either. So drjoe.com, book your appointments right now. If you've ever in a car accident, by the way, if the car is damaged, you're damaged. That's my experience. I've never seen it any other way. So drjoe.com and with car accidents, please come see us right away. Don't wait, because the longer you wait, the injuries set up shop, they can become worse. And if, you, if it's an insurance case and you didn't cause the accident, the insurance companies start to start jerking you around. Well, you didn't go to the doctor. We're going to deny your claim. I couldn't go to the doctor. I didn't have a car. So come see us right away for your health, but also for your uh, other issues too. Even if you caused the accident, you still got hurt. You still need to be seen. And many of you have insurance on your car that will cover healthcare treatments. It's called MedPay. And it will not raise your rates. It cannot raise your rates. And a lot of people don't even, you don't even know you have it so come see us we'll figure all that out for you so we're talking today about grief and how grief can affect adversely affect your health it causes inflammation now i've talked a lot about inflammation in the past and this happens when your immune system responds to something seen as a threat and it makes the tissues in your body swell up grief is a threat the body says something's dramatically wrong here i better do everything i can to protect myself inflammation as we've talked about in the past is linked to heart disease diabetes cancer every disease known to man has an inflammatory component. And some studies show that severe grief, the more severe the grief, the more serious the inflammation. Exercise and eating right are going to be the keys again. As far as inflammation goes, the best supplement I can think of, aside from supergreens and essential sources, turmeric. Turmeric is an amazing supplement, has great anti-inflammatory uh, properties, and it's on our website, drjoe.com. I take two turmeric supplements as part of my protocol every day. I think you should too. Anxiety sets in with grief. The events that cause the grief can make you feel like you don't have control over your life. And in fact, I think that's pretty much a good definition of grief. Something happened that was taken away from you and you don't have control over it. You might be concerned about your financial future, being alone, the possibility of losing someone else. My gosh, mom just died, who else is next? Some worry this is normal, but if your anxiety lasts longer than a few months, or really gets in the way of your normal life, I strongly advise you go to our website, listen to the show we did on anxiety, and if we need to, let's get you to some professional help. I am a huge fan of counseling, along with a good diet, a normally functioning nervous system, and good nutrition and supplements. So the digestive system is key to anxiety and stress because your stomach absorbs nutrients, but it also breaks down something called proteins. Now, proteins are made up of these things called amino acids. Now, different amino acids do different things. There's 22 of them. The amino acid tryptophan becomes serotonin in your brain. Serotonin makes you happy. And so if we're low in serotonin, we need to fix the digestive system so we can get the the nutrients to produce the serotonin. And then we can hopefully start to rebalance the brain. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which helps you sleep. And one of the things we talked about when we first started this show was sleep. And so if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, you need to come see us as quickly as possible and let's see if this is something we think we might be able to actually fix. Pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, normalizing the position of the stomach, thus normalizing the function. I had a, a, my, one of my adopted, well, my, my adopted family, basically, uh, they said, will you call my brother, uh, the, the mom? She said, will you call my brother? Um, because he has high blood pressure. I know him, great guy, Italian guy, we get along great. And so we had a, instead of a social conversation, we had a healthcare conversation. And I said, he's got high blood pressure, he's thin, he works like a fiend, he's stressed out all the time. I said, but do you have any heartburn or acid reflux? In Italian, we call it agita. He's from Italy. He said, yeah, I got terrible agita. I said, okay, and I explained the whole nervous system and the stomach is connected to the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve controls blood pressure and so, he said, uh, he said that, that make, it was an Italian accent. that makes sense? I said, so let, I, he lives out of state. So I sent him a, a, our show we did on blood pressure, and I sent him an article I wrote on gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD, and the techniques we use to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. And in many cases, when we relax and fix the digestive system, it takes the stress off the nervous system, which takes the stress off the heart, which normalizes the blood pressure. So people that take blood pressure medications, they can't seem to control it, or they have to keep taking it even though they're thin and eating right and working out, many times it's a digestive system problem. Or if you're overweight and you eat horrible, many times it's a digestive system problem. And that can affect anxiety because the digestive system isn't breaking proteins into amino acids to produce neurotransmitters. So with grief, many times there's a physical component that no one ever seems to address. And that's what we're doing today. When you're under stress, uh, your body releases something called cortisol. That's the stress hormone. And it may release into your blood for up to six months or longer after the loss of a loved one. I was talking to a very, very dear friend of mine who I've known from high school. He's my college roommate. And he was talking about when his father passed. He said, when my father passed, he says, I was there. And it's very special to hold somebody's hand as they pass, actually. And he said, I did okay. He said, six months later, he says, I'm in the bathroom getting ready for work. I collapse on the floor. My wife comes running in. I know her too. We all went to high school together. And they call, the emergency, they call the ambulance. They bring him to the emergency room. Nothing wrong. He said, I was thinking about my dad that morning. I had this wave of anxiety come over me. So it can come in waves, grief. And even the end of a relationship can come in waves. If we've been there, we understand that. And so it's okay. I want to let you know it's okay to grieve and it's important to grieve. I remember saying to my friends, I said, I'm going to have to grieve for a while now and you're going to have to put up with me. And they said, okay. Because one of the things I like in my life is I like information. If somebody comes in and and they're not in a good mood into my office or my staff or somebody, I'm a friend or somebody I'm dating, and they'll say, listen, today's not a good day. I'm having a rough day today. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. That's my response see good counseling there and it's okay for people to have bad days it's not okay for you to take it out on somebody else and so if you tell them hey now's not a good day great i'm i'm i hear you man and we're good about that that's going to help with if you're grieving to tell someone listen i'm grieving right now so i may act weird i may burst into tears i may be real quiet those are all okay things everybody grieves differently but i want you to keep yourself healthy as you go through the grief and understand the grief will come to an end. This is a temporary situation. If you take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, nutritionally, the body is able to heal. It'll never just go away. You'll always have that hole in your heart, whether it's a relationship or a family member, or a dog dying, that's okay. My, my thought on this is that I am so thankful that I'm sad. Because I've known people, I remember a gal I knew years ago, and we were out one night, and she said, "Yeah, my father died two weeks ago." What? I've talking to you every day. You just tell me this now. She goes, "Yeah, hey, yeah, my brother called me. I've got to tell you." Zero emotion. So I'm happy. I'm happy for you that if you're grieving, you had the ability to enjoy a healthy, loving relationship. That's amazing, and we're so lucky that we have the ability. We have the ability to grieve because we had that good relationship. And so I know that sounds weird, but it can be a really good thing to go through this crisis. But you need to take care of yourself from a health standpoint, too. We talked about not eating enough or binge eating. Please get the bad food out of the house. Eat the good food. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you might want to come see us because there may be some physical component. Might be the stomach up against the diaphragm. Might be a pinched nerve. And if you come see us, many times we as my, my team of healthcare providers can work on getting you physically healthy, nutritionally healthy, so that you can work through this grief. Don't ignore it. Sometimes it's tough to make health decisions when you're grieving, but now is a really important time. So if you know someone who's grieving, you might be able to step in and help them with that, okay? You might have this experience some aches and pains, headaches, joint pain, back pain, muscles tighten. If you sobbed a lot, you know your neck muscles hurt, your stomach hurts, your abdomen hurts, your groin could even hurt. These are things that perhaps there's a physical component that we might be able to help with. It's normal, it's okay. Doesn't mean we can't work to try to get it better though. Making sense? Heart rate, serious grief can raise your pulse for up to six months. Again, six months is is usually a cutoff time. Faster rate, which can be caused by anxiety, the release of cortisol, might increase your chances of getting a heart condition. So talk to us if you have this condition and we can show you. There's actually techniques you can do to slow down your heart rate. You can just put gentle pressure on your carotid arteries and it creates a vasovagal response affecting the vagus nerve and can actually slow down your heart rate. I've, I've done this many times, not many times, but I mean, if I, I, you know, super stressed out, my heart's racing, I just put pr- slight pressure on the carotid arteries, cr- kicking in the, va- the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is a parasympathetic, calms you down. So there are techniques we can teach you to help with this. Whether it's grief or not, it, there's ways to slow down a heart rate. Temporarily, you wanna always get to the cause. Now, I, I promised you I was gonna talk about broken heart syndrome. So loss of a spouse or a loved one can cause a jolt of intense emotional, and it can trigger hormones that can actually lead to sharp chest pain and difficulty breathing. <gasps> I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. That's all real. Your heart may not pump blood as well for a while. And you might feel like you're having a heart attack, but usually it doesn't cause any damage. Most people are okay within a few days or a few weeks. But we've probably all heard of someone where, you know, a couple is married for 50 plus years. The spouse dies. A week later, the other spouse dies. There is a condition called broken heart syndrome. The cortisol release, cortisol can affect it. It can affect your hormone levels. It can affect how the heart works. It can affect the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. So broken heart syndrome is a real thing. And so that's why I want you to consider if you have grief that there are things you can do and things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't eat bad food. You shouldn't uh, drink alcohol. I'm going to drink to forget. Terrible, especially when you're going through grief. Alcohol is linked to every disease known to man because it affects the immune system, even small amounts. So there is no safe amount of alcohol. Little bit of alcohol, little bit of risk. A lot of alcohol, a lot of risk. Same thing with brain damage. A little bit of alcohol, a little bit of brain damage, a lot of alcohol, a lot of brain damage. So there is no safe level of alcohol. Now, there are things you can do. Chamomile tea might help calm you down. Uh, Magnesium can help calm you down. Taking a bath in Epsom salts can absorb magnesium into the body. That can relax your muscles. Chiropractic care is amazing for getting the body to relax. So multiple techniques we do. And of course, again, increasing your risk of heart attack. And if your chance of having a heart attack are higher than normal, uh, right on the first day of grief when someone is close. So keep an eye on somebody, especially the first couple of days. Be with them, visit them. You know what, say, hey, listen, I'm gonna sleep on your couch tonight. I don't care what you say, I'm sleeping on your couch tonight. And just be there just in case something happens. The first few days are always the worst, because you're in shock. If you ever read, um, uh, E. Kubler-Ross was a great researcher. I, I read about her when I was in high school and she wrote a book called On Death and Dying. And the stages of grief that you go through when you're dying, but also if, if you lose something, if you go through grief, you have to go through the stages of grief. And I don't remember exactly what they were, and I'm almost out of time, or else I would remember them, actually. So understand all the steps of grief are normal. Uh, grieving is a normal process. It's a healthy process, but you've got to take care of yourself. So I'm almost out of time, folks. If you have any questions, send them to me through our website, drjoe.com. Uh, You can order supplements there. You can make appointments. Come see us. Tons. We have 2,000 hours of podcasts. drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health Bit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.